It's that time of the week again, everybody in the trenches is back. We've been gone for a little bit, but we are back with another episode of the podcast. I just want to say thank you so much for waiting. And today we have Gary and Elliot with me, and we're going to be going over some summer plans, some talks of what's happening in all three of our lives and some other great content for all those youth pastors and youth leaders out there. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. And this is in the trenches. What's going on, everybody? Back here with Gary and Elliot. Gary, Elliot, how you guys doing? What's up? What's up? Doing good. You doing good, man? It's yeah. been a while. Yeah, feels good to be back. I know it does. It, it's been, I think, three weeks now since we were able to get together and actually record a physical podcast. We did that one over Zoom, but it was over Zoom. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah. And I, <laughs> the pauses, the like just the logistics of doing zoom and then me and gary were in the same building but in just different rooms it took us three hours just to get all of our airpods to link up and (laughs) that was my favorite part of it is the stuff that wasn't in there because it was yeah yeah, doing zoom podcasts i don't know how people do it but there's a lot of people do it like um we're not built for it yeah yeah we're definitely not built for it have to do it in person but gary how you doing man i'm good i'm good we had to take a bit of a hiatus but we're back now so hopefully we can jump right back into it and uh the craziness of it that's about to begin with summer yeah yes, can I we know. just call this a new season maybe yeah we could just call it season, season two three already three wait we're in season two Te- technically yeah oh when we did like the full like, we switched the logo from the old logo to the new logo we took a little bit that's of a new season yeah got it so we need a new logo now. wow no 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 we're, <laughs> we're still in the same season i didn't know that we technically ever went into a second season but in my mind we did i don't think we ever like officially yeah we gotta make it official bro okay let's just make this podcast all of the logistics of our planning of the podcast <laughs> it'll be super meta and I'm sure people will love it. Yeah, and everyone will know what's happening within the trenches. Uh-huh. I like that. But, hey, Elliot, um, I just want to talk really quick. So if you guys follow Elliot on Instagram, you would have saw that this past week, Elliot made a, a large, a huge announcement of mm-hmm. something that God's doing in his life. And so, Elliot, I just want to give you the, the podcast to kind of share what's happening in your life, man. Yeah. So um, I don't want to give away too much, I guess, because uh, at summer camp, we're going to be really kind of diving in deep at one of the sessions so you need to be at summer camp uh to get the full vision of what youth alive is going to be but uh essentially tanner and i um before covid i think it's easy for you know like people be like everyone kind of got switched up during covid times but it was before covid bc um we we'd been praying and really felt god um kind of release us a bit uh, and start to put transition on our hearts, which is just a weird thing. We should probably do a podcast about that in youth yeah. ministry, like figuring out transition and, and things like that. But I have no idea what to talk about. Gary <laughs> could be absent that day. No, but I think you, you know, we're but joking, but you actually do have a lot yeah. to say in navigating transition because tra- navigating transition isn't always just going when opportunity presents itself. Yeah. Uh, and some of navigating transition is knowing when you need to stay out mm-hmm. of place. Um, and so anyways, this is my story, not Gary's <laughs> story. Um, we, we felt God kind of release us still loved our church. There was no still do love our church. Um, so that's what was so weird about it. We weren't running from anything. I just knew that God had something in store for us and it wasn't going to follow the normal patterns of like church promotion in a sense not that there's anything wrong with that um like for instance charlie you've moved into kind of a natural 
zone of like promotion in church where you were the junior high pastor yeah. you became the uh pastor to both junior high and high school and now you're overseeing kind of like next gen and helping yeah. with junior high high school kids all like you know all yeah. of that next gen zone and you know you'll end up leading a church someday there's no doubt about that and i think you have like a passion and that's clear even in your own life yeah me on the other hand that's not what i felt i didn't feel like i was supposed to follow those natural like patterns of like okay you do this and then this and and i'm on staff with my dad and so i've had old ladies in the church you know being like you're gonna be the Mm -hmm. pastor one day and i was just like i hope not um (laughs) but so i knew what i wasn't being called to and i knew that my passion for youth ministry has not diminished even an ounce like i still am that kid who met gary at camp and said you know i want to be like you when I grow up. Like I want to be a a youth pastor my whole life. Like I want to be in youth ministry forever. Um so I was in this weird zone. I'm like, "God, what are you calling me to? I don't, you know, I don't feel yeah. like I'm supposed to go and apply at a bigger youth ministry." That felt wrong to me. Like it felt like I wasn't supposed to do that. So I just didn't know what it was. So we like made a list of what we felt, you know, God was calling us to, what we were good at, what we were passionate about, and you know, even started to tell some friends, like, yeah. here's what I feel. And, and there was support, but even some of them were like, hey, listen, man, like, that's cool, but I don't know if that exists. Like, it was really <laughs> unconventional. And that's when we went to this conference in February, uh, Valley Conference, shout out Valley Conference in Arizona. And we met some of the amazing team out there in Arizona. And one of them, Christian Chambliss, is their Youth Alive missionary. And just came back, and it was actually Gary and I were working out in his garage, uh, just pumping iron, getting big, and iron sharpens iron. Just iron sharpens iron is the I'm name on. of our gym, <laughs> and we were just talking about life. You know, Gary's one of the main people that I like just go to about things. So we're talking about the future, and Gary said, "Hey, man, what do you know about Youth Alive?" And I said, "Nothing. You know, nothing. I know nothing about it." We started, he's like, why don't you call that Christian guy, see, because I feel like it might be what you were praying about, but it could not be. Anyways, it was. And uh, that was in February. Here we are now in June. And, we're, you know, it's not, we're not praying. We've prayed about it. We fasted about it. We've gone through all these things. I've even, like, gone to a conference with the Youth Alive team in Daytona have so much vision. Like I said, I'm not going to use this podcast to like really lay it out, but the, the short pitch of what I'm going to be doing is we believe we say this all the time in youth ministry that, you know, the campus junior high and high school campus is one of the biggest unreached mission fields in the world, but I don't think we really believe it. I think it's a little bit more tongue in cheek. It's one of those things that like we say it because it sounds right. And I think we do in our heart believe it, but we don't treat it like it is. You know, we we go to a conference and we tell these kids like, this is your mission field. You can reach it. And the kids are hyped. You know, they're like, I want to do it. And then we're like, now go do it. Hmm. And it's like, um, okay. Yeah. Like, I don't think we're seeing the results that we see on other missions field mission fields because we're not treating the campus with the respect of other mission fields and we're not treating students with the respect that we give other missionaries so that's our whole vision in the socal network is like i want to be a part of training students as campus missionaries to reach their campus and i just believe the effect this is going to have on communities on local churches is going to be insane because i know we all have a heart to like reach out 
But the truth of the matter is, statistically speaking, you could give away all the AirPods, all the pizza, all day long, all that you want. And it's good. I'm not saying stop doing that. Do those big nights. But you get 15 kids in, there's still thousands that are going unreached. And the best way to reach them is not by getting them on our turf. It's going to their turf and and empowering students. Here's the big big idea is like, to not just make it, but to take it. I don't want them to just get through junior high and high school. I want them to make an impact in the short time that they have there. And so that's, yeah. that's I think, how we're going to do that. Logistically, what that's going to look like, we'll break that down at camp. But, yeah, I'm not going to be a local youth pastor um, anymore, although my heart is still that of a local youth pastor. I'm going to yeah. be helping in this sort of new zone with all the churches in the SoCal Network from Fresno to the border. Yeah. In Norco. Norco. That's like funny though, because I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever told you guys this, but like one of the first like real experiences that I had with like an encounter with Jesus, if I can even say that was on a, on a school at my high school, yeah. school campus and like the quote unquote Christian club. Cause there was pizza. So yeah. shout out to that. It does work. Um, but, and that's like a great idea, which you're not even an idea, but where God's leading you to, because that is like the mission field. That's their turf. And like, yeah, it affected me in that positive way. And I already know that it's going to affect so many different people just through your life and what God's going to do with you um, through Youth Alive. So that's and dope. the cool thing is with Gen Z, here's the deal. Like Christian clubs are amazing and people get saved at them. I think they're great. But that like that is not what we're limiting the mission mm. field to. Like Gen yeah. Z is so much more creative than start a christian club if that's what god is calling one of our campus missionaries to do then we're going to train and equip them and resource and network them to do that but gen z thinks so much bigger and so much more outside of the box than even we do so we i'm like that's what i'm excited about is like i'm helping empowering the missionaries i don't have to have the big vision of how we're going to do it the missionaries are going to do that the students who are on that campus every single day and if there are students who listen to this like First of all, you know, good on you. You're probably the student <laughs> that I need to talk to. Yeah. But for real, like we believe in you. We're, we're, we're going to put our money where our mouth is. We believe in you, not later, now. We believe in you now. And so that's sort of the, the heart of Youth Alive is like you reach your campus. We'll help you, but you're going to reach your campus. Yeah, I think so. their strategy in what we're trying to do with Southern California Youth Ministry and not only the way we're doing things for youth pastors and camps and youth groups and stuff, but really equipping students. We want to equip youth pastors, but we need to equip students. And yeah. having Elliot move into this Youth Alive role is the perfect way to do that because um, I, you know, we've all been, every youth pastor, we've been to Bible clubs and camps, and a lot of times it's full of just Christians, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, and 100%. it's not a lot of non-Christian kids come into it, and they, they get hyped up and they talk about it, but we don't see it. I know there's probably some that are really active, but for yeah. the majority, I've never seen a lot of them really do that and, and, and be creative in it, and the fact is they are on um, one of the biggest mission fields in the world, and so we have an opportunity now to, to have someone who's going to um, train and equip and, and build and connect. Um, and, and as far as I'm concerned, you know, as youth groups, a lot of times we, we try to shoot for the big event. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I think the way we're going to reach a lot of teenagers is grassroots, is yeah, old yeah. school. Jesus walked around talking to people and, and having relationships. Um, you know, we need to train these students to get back to the grassroots of not just inviting them to youth group, but do these students know how to evangelize, how to share their faith, how to get a heart for their campus? They yeah. have they have um, 
in ways to these high school campuses that as youth pastors we will never yeah. have mm-hmm. and so why not equip them to the best of our ability and a, another aspect of this that i'm so excited about that i think there's like three sort of pillars in campus missionaries is training them um resourcing them and networking them or mm-hmm. connecting is maybe a better word but we're the socal network <laughs> but like that's that part of it is probably the thing I'm most excited about is that connection point. Because I remember being that kid, you know, like um, I I wasn't a partier. I wasn't born addicted to drugs. Like I was the church kid who like, you know, didn't do all that stuff, got passionate about my faith in 10th grade and, and like wanted to make an impact. I remember how like lonely that was. I'm so grateful for my youth pastor and youth leaders that that's a big reason i think youth local youth ministry is so important is Mm -hmm. it it helps to have that space where that was the only space i really felt like myself you know i felt like i belonged um but i felt like i was the only one doing it i felt like i was the one who got it wrong you know Mm -hmm. everyone else is is partying even my christian friends maybe this is just what you do so and i think of being a youth pastor now some of the moments where i've like wanted to quit wanted to give up had a, a bad night had a low night had a you know whatever and having people like you guys or so many other people to call to hang out with to just like know are there is why i didn't quit and yeah. so i think that's what students are missing not just in their own youth ministries youth ministries have that yes but there's something to a student in norco maybe being really the only one who's taking it this seriously is like, I'm, I'm called, I'm gifted, I'm anointed. I'm going to go after my campus, even if I'm the only one. And then there's another kid in orange County who's, who's in the same boat and saying, Hey, we can, we can be a part of this together. And, uh, and I think that's, that's like the missing ingredient that's been, that's been stopping some students from like really going for it. Cause you know, it's hard, it's lonely. You're not, you're not always going to you know, some kids it's going to like take off right away and it's going to be amazing. Others, it, it, it won't. But being a part of something greater than yourself, like this, this, you know, community of campus missionaries, youth alive family, that's what I can't wait for. And and it's cool because like regardless of, you know, what church you're a part of, we're all a part of this kingdom together. And, and it's going to help the local church, I believe. Like yeah. youth ministries are going to grow because of campuses being reached. Youth ministries are going to start because of campuses being reached. There's, you know how, there's more churches in our network alone that don't have youth ministries than than do. Not even part-time or volunteer, just no youth ministry. But I would say there are students at that church who are capable, who are called, yeah. who need to be, you know, trained and that they can reach their campus and that youth ministries will start because of it. So I'm clearly like, I'm ex- I could talk about this for a bunch of podcasts, but I'm excited. God is moving and I need money bro <laughs> but god's gonna provide yeah through you <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't know if i can say that or not but hey support the homie elliot um you can or <laughs> t- you know talk to your pastor about it like whatever yeah, i would encourage any church that's supporting missionaries like uh this is a missionary position so have him yeah. come out on a sunday morning yeah. and share what he's doing and if you're looking to add on a, a missionary especially a local missionary um, what a great missionary reaching and training local students in high schools and junior highs. So, yeah, yeah, it's scary. I'm not going to lie. It is scary going from a full time youth pastor position, which is hard to come by. You know, like, yeah, I'm blessed to have gotten to do this for six years. And the only reason I'm doing this now to step out, you know, I have a family, I have a son, I have a wife, like 
And so to step out of something that is sure, it's like being in the boat. You know, I don't want to be too spiritual, but it, it is like very much feels like I'm in the safety of a boat. I know it floats and I'm having to walk out onto yeah. uncertainty, having to walk out of the boat. Um, but I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that this is God calling me to this. So that's why I feel confident, but I am nervous because I, you know, as a missionary, I have to raise my budget, all that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be all right. No, I think that's dope. And I'll say this too, before we, we move on to talking about some summer ideas, I think one of the, and Gary, when you said this, it was like the, the missionary in our, in our backyard, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I think a lot of times, um, on the unchurched side of, as a kid growing up, I never was in church or anything like that. And so when I started coming to church and I said, Hey, I'm going to Belize, Central America on a missions trip. And I told my family that they were like, well, why are you going to spend this much money going there when there's homeless on the streets here or there's hurt hurting here? Like, what are you doing for the country that we live in? And I think so many times we kind of do somewhat almost forget that there's the hurt here. And obviously we have churches and we do all these different events and these, um, these, uh, times that we have for those that are hurting like a homeless outreach or whatnot but supporting those missionaries that are on our home soil yeah exactly like what ellie is doing well christians just are bad at this gary and i were talking about it like you you'll meet churches or even people who they're just so like either or you know Mm -hmm. you meet people who are all about like i don't go on missions trips because i you know my neighborhood is my mission field and i'm obviously i think that way i'm all about that but like it doesn't have to be either or it's both and like you don't have to like choose to be a part of youth alive or go to mexico with your students you should do both like because a missions trip overseas there's nothing like that like i'm i'm all about that 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 will change your group's dynamic substantially um my whole thing is let's treat the campus like we treat other mission fields too not instead of as well as you know um and so that's especially with Gary and Tony and Matt and me partnering with them. That's something we want to be about from the start because we know the danger of even me stepping into this role. And sometimes it can happen in in certain places. And and if you're not intentional about it at the forefront, it can become almost this competition Mm -hmm. to overseas missions or U.S. missions isn't taken as seriously because it's not overseas. And I'm just like, what you know, missions is mission. This is the world is our mission field. We're, we're We're told to go to uh, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And so that means your neighborhood, your state, your country, and the rest of the world, you know? And so, uh, yeah. like, we, we need to be doing all of it. Yeah. I think we need to, like, I know this, we this like, exploded into something bigger than just talking about Youth Alive and Winter yeah. Missions. I think we should do a missions podcast. That'd be pretty cool. No. Especially within Yeah, we definitely should. Um, <laughs> but uh, right now, what I'd, I'd love to do is um, we're going to talk about some ideas and concepts for summer. So, um, when this episode comes out, it would be for the majority of those schools out there. It should be like w- either their first or their second week um, going into summer break. And so we just want to kind of just shoot some ideas out there for some youth pastors that are planning summer right now, planning events in summer, um, even series for their summertime, um, what they can use, what they can steal. Again, this is a, a podcast for youth pastors by youth pastors still. And so there's all these different ideas that um, are within our three heads, but also that we've seen throughout the years of ministry that we've done. So I just want to open the floor real quick. Like, first off, what are you guys doing this summer um, for your youth groups? Well, there's nothing bigger for us than the Summer Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something, if I could have go back in time and, like, copyright anything that I've ever created, <laughs> it would be this one. But um, it's, uh, yeah, it's a great thing that we do. It started years ago. 
um, we got into this summer and I kind of had this mindset of I'm so tired of shrinking in the summer mm. um, because people are gone or vacation yeah. or just forget, you know, and so I said, we're going to grow this summer. So came up with this idea um, of Summer Wars and it's basically a, a, a competition that takes place and it's changed throughout the years. Right now for us, it's a five-week competition in June. And um, we break the youth group up into teams and we do a big draft night. We just did draft night the other night and, um, and, they, and they compete all summer long from not only on Tuesday nights um, when they're there, but also um, stuff on Instagram, um, mm-hmm. some beach days. And it just really draws students in. It gives them some momentum, gives them some hype. It gives them a reason to bring friends. And for us, it's probably one of the best things that we do in the summer is, is our Summer Wars competition. Yeah. We do the same thing. Um, if he would have copyrighted it, we would have to pay him uh, <laughs> ro- royalties or whatever. But, it, I mean, that's the thing. Youth ministry, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Like, yeah. stop thinking that you got to be, you know, like, oh, let's let's go back to the vision board. And, like, really, it's just like, dude, it's not, you know, it's not always that complicated. Sometimes it's being like, oh, that works. Let's do that. And, like, a we call it e-games. So mm-hmm. it's not the same thing. But, it, I mean, it is. It's... uh two teams and this is the beauty of it though you get with your team and like uh your context i've had people call me out because there's a few words that i use all the time in this pod podcast <laughs> and it's like context i'm all about your context you know whether you're a big church a small church full-time part-time i think it's important you know whatever i don't notice that you say context well you will now but um thanks a lot you bring it back into wh- whatever works for you and your team but do do some type of competition what we love about it is for us it's going a little longer than five weeks we're doing it all the way up into camp we're ending it at camp and we we kind of follow the same format at camp which i believe gary does too but it's a a competition on tuesday nights um and again logistically how we set up youth is even different from how gary sets up youth and so we've done the whole small group one night formula so we're even fitting that in with with uh our e-game so we're you know the two different teams we're going to do competitions and then kind of break off into our own little groups um but i think gary might even have a message in his like because they have more of the normal uh formatted service so you can like still fit it with whatever you're doing our opening night i'm, I'm i don't know if gary did it like this too but we did just all games there was no spiritual aspect we did a draft just like in fact i called gary and uh joey his his high school pastor before we did ours because we were having how you break up teams again i'm going to make it real practical for listeners who are like okay i want to do a summer wars how do i do that i'm part-time i don't have the time to lay it out Mm -hmm. you break up teams however you want we gary and i both do two teams i think that works really well we've done years where we've done boys versus girls we've broken it up like junior high boys and high school girls versus junior high girls and high school boys like mixed it up that way um this year we switched it up and followed gary's lead we did a draft so we like this is exactly what they did because i I called them before we (laughs) drew names out of a bucket or a hat and one by one they got to go up and we had different colored bandanas. So we're the red and the blue team. I'm not sure what colors you got, red and blue. Yeah. So we're doing, we've done black and white, whatever, you know, you pick your, you give it your bandanas and you put them in uh, sack lunch bags, staple them up. And Gary's was a little bit more elaborate. Like they had to go through this tunnel and stuff. Yeah. We just had them go on stage and grab a random bag. And, and so it was an equal amount, like 20 and 20 or, you know, whatever, however many students there are there. And then they rip it open, and that's what team they're on. It was so, it went so well, bro. We we uh, copied them and weren't weren't sure how it was gonna go, but it was amazing. And then you just do contests, like 
basically youth games on steroids. Yeah. We do some physical, we do some mental, we do some gross, we do some endurance, like just all that stuff that you could just find online and steal. Go on Survivor, go on game, you know, late night shows that games they're playing, all that stuff. Um, and it leads up. It's kind of like camp for us. I know it is for Gary too. Ours is ending before camp with what we call uh, the edgies. And so it's like the campies. It's all of that was stolen from the Dundies, Dunder Mifflin, but it's an award night. So we, you know, our kids dress up and we give away whoever won camp chant or, uh, you know, our competition series and stuff like that. And then the losers of that competition get wrecked. I think this year, you know, it's Tanner and I's this summer's like our last hurrah as the um, youth pastors. And so Tanner and I are both um, the captains. And I think what we're going to do, I don't know what we're going to do if she loses, which is probably going to happen because I'm destroying <laughs> her team. But if I lose, I think I'm going to let the kids like uh, pick a tattoo for me to get or something, you know, something substantial yeah. that they'll remember. But usually we'll just do like, you know, you get slimed or and then the winning team gets like a pool party so just simple stuff you can make it your own but it's so doable and i agree with gary it is phenomenal if anybody wants it like i i actually wrote out a whole thing that explains it and how to do it and what you can do if i mean they can just message me oh that's me. perfect yeah i'll give it to anybody for free yeah it's for not free. copyrighted so you're good um, they're like how do i get the the it's like the logo it <laughs> says gary garcia's summer wars they're like how do i get that off of the th oh it just it won't go it's a watermark that he he put on it and they can't get it off <laughs> it just covers the whole yeah, it covers the whole thing yeah yeah no i think that that's like super great especially like the whole idea of summer wars and like gary hit it too it's just like summer we always see it like we we drop as a youth ministry there's people going on vacation and so giving that enticing like um element into a service or just even within the whole entire summer for them to want to still be there you know um because summertime the, they people yeah. get lost you know well and the cool thing about like summer wars e-games is that like for us we do the same thing gary does where we like m it's not just a tuesday night thing so the point it's like it's like camp you get points for so many different things we even give students points for like coming on Sundays, you know? And so we have students who already, we've not been able to get them there on Sundays, but even just this last Tuesday, they're like, I'm coming on Sunday. I'm getting 5,000 points for my team. And it's like, yeah. this is all that it took? Oh my gosh. Like, I wish we would have done this during the year because it's that little bit of incentive that especially like junior hires respond mm -hmm. so well to, and, and you're like playing to the competition in them. Or then like takeovers, we'll do like a random, you know, we're at Starbucks. Every student that shows up here, you know, you get a thousand points for your team. And if you, you know, and then while you're there, it's just natural youth ministry stuff. Yeah. You're making memories while you're there. You're building relationships that ultimately will will help you to have those moments when you have that that big service or that, you know, that, that questionnaire time where the students are like ready to break down and really be vulnerable um, it's because of those other moments. Yeah. You do events like a beach day. I mean, we're blessed. I don't know how, you know, all of our listeners feel us like talking about, we, we you know, we're going to take our kids to the beach. They're like, yeah, cool word in Norco. But, uh, I mean, summer is just a good time to get creative yeah. and uh, try, try different things. And I, in the past we've done things like even theme nights in the summer, cause you have a little mm -hmm. bit more time to work with in the summer usually. Yeah. So we've done Hawaiian nights and we'll bring in like Hawaiian pizza and then people wear, you know, Hawaiian shirts and, We'll make the competition kind of Hawaiian. We've done Western nights where we've done a barbecue and nice. uh, rented a, a inflatable.
unpredictable bull type of thing. And um, just kind of always being creative with, I mean, there's no better time to try to be creative in summer. And yes. to be honest, you've got to be creative if you want your students to come. I, this, I believe this with all my heart. Like as long as I've been doing youth ministry the past 30 years, that students do not know what day it is once summer starts. Yes, the only true. reason yeah. they know what day it is is because of school. Once school ends, they're like, oh, I didn't even know it was Tuesday. Yeah. Idiot. It's like um, COVID. <laughs> COVID showed us that too, though. It was oh, like yeah. one long, terrible summer. Um, I'll, I'll say this to what Gary's saying too, of like being creative. One thing that like Gary and I have always like put our money where our mouth is, is we do so much stuff together. Um and that even goes in with our youth ministries. Like, don't be afraid to collab with yes. somebody. Um, I think we just, we get so insecure about like my group and my numbers and my students um, that will like cheapen an experience that could have been elevated by, you know, doing it on our own when we could have taken it to another level by like bringing some other people in or joining with somebody else. And I'll just say like, don't let your insecurities stop you from creating a good experience with your group. I know some people it's like, I'd love to, but my, my lead pastor is the one and you got to like, you got to listen to the, to the boss. But if you have freedom, um, like what Gary and I have done is like, I think for years past, we've done like, we'll do, um, like a costume party around Halloween time. Cause it's not for Halloween. It's on Halloween. It's the Halloween party, but we'll do like a costume party at their church and like a Christmas thing at our church. And then like, even in the summer, we do some stuff together at like different churches, like a, you know, a big game night where we'd rent inflatables and they'd come out or we, you know, we'd, we'd go to the beach to get like, just, uh, it doesn't always work out like to be able to do it together and you don't have to force that. But if you have groups in your area, especially if like you're maybe like a church, like you guys, Charlie, who have more resource another thing that i say a lot on this apparently but <laughs> nothing wrong with that and like there's some other churches in the area that can partner with and yeah. uh and then too if you are gonna partner with people i would say be willing to not always be the host yeah that's something that's helped us because we're a little further away we're not even like in the same city we're just in the same county so us driving to fountain valley and then fountain valley driving to la palma just proves that it's like a an equal terms relationship, but summer's a good time to try collaboration. Yeah. yeah. And just get out of the box. I mean, do service outside, do yeah. service at the park, you know, do yep. something different than you would normally do it because you can, because it's summer. Yeah. Um, anything that will just draw students out, something different. Um, and, and again, be, um, I, the other piece of advice I give people in the summer is be in contact with your students because yeah. they've mm -hmm. got to remember what day it is. Like yeah. go into Instagram overload on, um, on whatever day or youth day is to remind them, Hey, it's youth tonight. Yeah. It's wake Tuesday. up. Yeah. It's Wednesday. <laughs> when you wake up at three 30, can you just get, yeah. get ready? Come you to got, youth. You got, you got two hours. You guys can make it. Well, and have a good, like summer is also a good time to establish like a good, hangout culture if you don't already have that um like we have that at edge i know cornerstone has that too but it took time to cultivate like where our kids want to show up at a certain time before service starts to play nine square to play you know carpet ball like whatever games we have and you don't even have to have all these games um there and here's the deal you don't have to it, it this culture doesn't isn't cultivated by all your students attending the first night it's with those few that show up that start to create that culture. And so yeah. if you have some kids who are just like, you know, out of their minds and they just need a place to be, let them come, let them help you set up for youth. Like mm -hmm. all of that time is not wasted time. Don't be the youth yeah. pastor. Who's like 
don't get here until this time because I'm not ready. You know, just like make them a part of what you're doing. Yeah. You got to stack chairs. They get stacked chairs with you. I was that kid that yeah. that like helped shape me. I was a kid who was just like, can I just can I just ride with you? What do you got? to You got to go get supplies for the event. Cool. I'll just come to Party City with you. And I loved it, though. Like I lived for it just because I was like I was bored. I needed somewhere to be. And uh, it's such like a healthy alternative other than just like wreaking havoc in the city or, you know, whatever uh wreaking havoc in the city who goes to your youth group <laughs> the joker <laughs> but um anyways like just yeah no i do I, stuff with your students i think that's great though because i'm gonna wreak havoc in the city if you don't let me hear um but exactly what we were saying too is like i know one thing that we did um a while back was we did our like summer night hangouts but we started an hour early yeah um so we started at six instead of like the six forty-five pre-service hangouts um but that opened the door for students to show up at five at four yeah and to come help set at us three up because, at two yeah, at one some of some zero of them, some of them would show up at noon like asking if they can come help but it was just like those moments where it created those memories and it created those connections with students that lasted forever for real um and i did that and just to share on that a little bit i did that when i was just doing junior high ministry and right now i've been in it for six years i've been in youth ministry for six years and we just had our sixth graders graduate seen as a senior and the, about the 15 that would show up early and would show up and help out in junior high were ones that stayed with us their entire wow. junior high career and their so entire cool. like high school and it was those connections and those moments that they were able to build in that time frame. yeah yeah i just know so many youth groups that have uh kind of see summer as a defeat and mm-hmm. see summer as like just kind of oh, like well, we're, we're gonna we're gonna shrink in the summer we're not gonna be as big because people are gonna be on vacation or people are gonna be doing this and i even know youth groups that kind of take a break for the summer yeah. and i mean yeah. you, you can either kind of go into it with that mindset or you can use it all to your advantage and, and yes. have some real momentum in the summer because there are ways to do it yeah, yeah. Um, it just means getting creative getting out of the box um, but don't look summer in a way that's negative i know we're all excited for camp and all those different things but that was me as a, as a youth pastor at one point with summer. I was like, oh, that's summer. Like, there's no other time I hate more than summer because yeah. it's just everyone kind of goes. So it's just kind of switching your mindset to, okay, no, I'm gonna, I'm not going to see people go. I'm going to grow this summer yeah. and, and make it happen. Come on. Not yeah. going to see people go. We're going to grow. I'll tweet. That's but good. I think, too, like, if you start to do that, not only will your perspective on summer be better, like, it'll literally change. Because, like, yeah. I love – I, like, live for the summer now. Um because it's so fun like you some of those things we're talking about like students i hate you know the excuse of homework or sports or whatever Mm -hmm. and those are basically done and so those students who you have already cultivated relationship with they're able to get there they're able to be a part of things you have more freedom you know it's just like it's a really cool time and you build momentum you know we talk about this at camp when we get to camp like don't wait for the last night of camp Mm -hmm. uh and it's true but like don't even wait till the first night of camp that's what i love about summer wars and some of these things that we do like who says that you you have to wait until that happens like everything we do should should be pushing momentum towards the next thing and so if you know you're going to camp don't just sit there idly waiting until camp comes for like this this culture to shift in your group be like nah everything we're doing right now is set like like for us e-games and summer wars it's setting us up for camp and camp's going to set us up for next school year and then you know it's all momentum it's all intentional um and it's awesome like it's that's youth ministry yeah and i think that's even like to like what you said 
the excuse of homework and the excuse of sports. I think this year, at least in our context, um, in our context, we've gotten hit with that more than ever. And I'm oh, yeah. sure there's a lot, a lot of other youth groups and youth pastors too, but we've had a handful of students that since like school opened back up and they went back to school that they haven't been at youth group because summer because of sports, they're like jamming all the sports together. They're at days where they're just practicing games homework's been overload and last night we record these on thursdays last night on wednesday night we had about four students that showed up that haven't been there in about a year because of that yeah and so i think to to that extent i just want to encourage any youth pastor out there that are thinking to themselves that hey man summer's here like this is going to suck i think you guys are going to have some students that haven't been to your youth group in a very long time so don't look at summer as like this is where maybe i can just kind of skate by because there's not going to be a lot i think there's going to be students that haven't been to youth group in a while that now that summer's there they finally have a break where they can come back to youth group it's good yeah so um but yeah, man, I, I'll just share this too. What um, we're we're kind of doing at our church when it comes to summer, um, we don't do summer wars in the summer. We do it really when school kicks back open. Um, and but what we're doing is we've did this series I think two years ago where it was called Summer Flings and going over the different ideas of like the struggles that some students will will feel during um, during summer. And uh, we're doing like a part two of it and just going over the different topics and going over different ideas that students face in the summer and now that there's kind of freedom. And I think we talked about it a little bit in the last podcast that we recorded just now that summer's here and the summer's kind of like the world seems to be opening back up. Um, that there's going to be a lot of different temptations that our students are going to be facing. And so that's something we kind of do. Um, and then if anybody wants that, you guys can hit me up. I know it's not as fun and exciting as Summer Wars, but hey, it's a series. You guys can take the graphics. I won't put my watermark on it. But um, uh, there was something else that I wanted to say, and I completely forgot about it. Uh, God bless America. Amen, brother. Um, man, must have not been that important. Oh, one thing, last thing, and if you guys want to share something. Um, I think one thing that COVID taught our group and I think just youth groups across, um, really America is this, is a lot of us did youth ministry outside for a while being because of COVID because of the, we couldn't be inside. And I think at least for us, it brought such an excitement, which is really weird. It brought an excitement to the youth ministry that I hadn't seen in a while where they were excited to come because they knew it was going to be outside. They knew that there's going to be a lot of games out there. And it was just that time of connection. And I think learning that from COVID can really, we can really utilize that and capitalize that on in the summer is having those summer like outdoor services, or maybe it's once a month or maybe, Hey, you move your entire summer like services outside for the month of June and July or whatever that your summer looks like. Cause I think that's just a huge um, opportunity that we have that we kind of learned from COVID. So shout out all the uh, Imperial Valley listeners are like, (laughs) for the love of God, please don't move us outside. It's 145 degrees out there. Let's go to the air conditioning. (laughs) We're all like orange County. Like, yo, let's just do service outdoors. They're like, I will literally die if I'm outside. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, just do it like. Never mind. Imperial Valley, you get really hot. Dude, um, it gets. You could you could cook an egg on the street. Yeah, I guess, but it goes back to the famous word that Elliot uses: context. Oh, come on. That's good. Wow. Well, Gary, Elliot, it's good to be back finally. It's been a minute. Yeah, we gotta get. Yeah, gotta get back in the swing of things. Yeah, back, exactly. back on the saddle, as you might say. Amen. Amen. 
Well, guys, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in today again. Welcome back to In the Trenches. We've been out, but we are here We've again. We've been out of the trenches, but we're back in them. <laughs> no, the problem was we were in the trenches for too long is why we weren't. Just too much fire overhead. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, exactly. Couldn't get a breath. Hey, um, but get ready because we are going to be coming out with another podcast next week. And we have the one and only Joey, Joey, Joey Leo on the podcast. So get ready for it. But other than that, thank you so much for tuning in and we will catch you on the next podcast.